1: Sometimes in the dark times I portray an evil side But as you can see I'm not a robber, I'm a man There will be no future if the present doesn't shine Blaming one another's not an answer but a crime i
2: Bringing you the music of Brooklyn and beyond to the world. You are listening to The Roden Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. Dark Times by Daniel Tortolato from his album, According to Somebody's Mind. Daniel's going to be playing October 26th, just down the street from us at Pine Box Rock Shop. And uh, having gone to a number of Daniel's shows, his EP release show, uh, very intimate performer, but he's going to be playing with a full band. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. We open the show with our guest this evening, Brick Briscoe. His song, "Holy Smokes," from his recently released album, "Ivy Not four right. which, which I have to, I, I have to admit to you, I referred to it that way That's fine. last year, the first time we played five, six, seven, yeah. and so I wasn't sure. And my guests were like, "I don't know either." Yeah, like, like that. I kind of did that on purpose. <laughs> There's a whole story behind it, but, you know. Well, welcome. Thanks for Thank coming you. down to Radio so Free Brooklyn. To, I am so thrilled to be here. It, April 17th was the first time, yeah. April in 17th was the first time we had contact. Yeah. And then it's been, okay, when are you coming? I'm not here. Because I think last time you came through town, I was out of town. Yeah. And and so it just didn't work And then I got cancer out. and, you know, I didn't come to town. <laughs>
3: it's true. You know,
2: NCIV. Yeah. But, that that must have been a, like a great excuse for uh, use, for so much I'm stuff. I'm still using it. <laughs> <laughs> have you gotten out of any parking tickets or anything uh, like that with it? I'll try. Yeah. yeah. Well, to see if it uh, actually has some use, right? Yeah. Um. So I was excited. Um. Not only to, to sort of make make the contact, share yeah. uh, your music with Thank with you. people. Because um, I because I really enjoy it because there's sort of that somewhat dark and sinister <laughs> bit <laughs> that goes along with it. But uh, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna share some things with you, like because I great. said we're going back to my roots. Okay, great. Um, and I'm not just referring to the fact that we're going to be featuring live music from from the studio.
3: Okay.
2: Um, but some little known things about Matt Attack. Okay. So, in uh, order of importance, from most to, to least, that uh, I celebrated my first birthday in Indiana. Your first birthday. My was first birthday. <laughs> <laughs> there, it, indeed, I did in West Lafayette. West Lafayette, or my daughter went to college. Okay, yeah. Uh, so we're referring to Purdue University. Right. Absolutely. Uh, my father was a professor at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, uh-huh. and so we came down for uh sabbatical at Purdue, and uh, so I spent my first birthday in wow. West Lafayette. It
3: might be the coldest city in America. It's just really? a natural wind tunnel. It could be twenty degrees. It feels like thirty. Degrees. I. I, I you don't See, remember, sure. No, no, no.
2: <laughs> I, I, I do remember. Sometimes my mom used to ask me, "Do you remember any time?" I'm like, "No, I was, <laughs> I was, I was one." Yeah. Um, and she was sort of putting memories of my elder brothers uh, onto me. Awesome. Um, secondly, uh, closer to home for you, okay. I actually I interviewed for a position at University of Southern Indiana in oh, Evansville, it's a wonderful place. Um, and there was we they took me out to to dinner to meet some of the other staff and whatnot. There's a, a brew pub downtown in like this old renovated brick building. Um, I don't know if, if we're getting a plug in for them or anything like that. What was it? Oh, a Tin Man? Could have been.
3: I, I have their shirt on.
2: <laughs> is that crazy? <laughs> they used to sponsor my show, so I got a shirt out of it. <laughs> Fantastic. Ultimately, <laughs> they decided to go in a different direction, and yeah. that's okay yeah. because the step that it took in my life is that I took a job in Syracuse. Uh, met my wife to be, got married and moved to Brooklyn. Wow. So awesome. and then and then the last bit is my favorite clothing company is from Indiana and that's Daddy O's who are based out of Marion, Indiana. I don't even know that
3: okay to, is that what that
2: shirt is i uh, yeah. uh, come on i, I oh, yeah. if i was going to you know yeah give them a promo i figure i better wear their shirt Maybe i right? can get one of their shirts <laughs> at least i'm a hoosier yeah, you're more <laughs> of a, yes you're far more of a hoosier than i am <laughs> I, I spent one birthday there uh, that, that's that, awesome uh, that's it that's well, it uh, honorary hoosier, uh, mind. Honorary hoosier. Okay. yes that's for sure and then but you also have connections to new york city oh, and Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah well we moved here gosh you know, out of college,
3: you know, mm-hmm. I was in film and I didn't want to move to LA. And my wife and I moved here and we moved to Astoria, Queens, and um, loved New York. Uh, but all my friends were living in Brooklyn. So uh, and I don't know what that was all about. I, it just so happened that all the musicians I knew and filmmakers all lived in Brooklyn. And, they still do. Yeah, they still do. Absolutely. And now, until this trip, when I come to New York, I'd always stayed in Carroll Gardens. Uh, he's been gentrified
2: out of the neighborhood now, so
3: <laughs> I, I'm afraid that I'm back in Astoria, a block from where I
2: used to live. As we were talking, so many of us uh, have had that happen to yeah. us. And now you're back in town for a very yeah. cool festival.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm honored to be invited by Adam Duritz and all the great people like Barbara Garrett, Katie Mullins, uh, to play the Underwater Sunshine Festival. Um it's this weekend i play saturday at seven thirty at bowery electric and it's just a bunch of cool artists marcy playground um you know emmy's band i'm john incredible blank monks of doom yes and uh you know just so many cool people matt suchich from um from queens and you know i'm i've got the guys from skunk mellow from astoria backing mm-hmm. me up and uh, it's just gonna be a great time yeah
2: and and i love the bowery electric as a as a, as a venue yeah. I've had a lot of great times there. I've actually had a great time seeing Skunk Mellow yeah. uh, there because they're former yeah. guests on on the Road Rodenauer uh, a, a couple times. Um, but I, I think it's one of those places where uh, the the sound is really sort of focused, maybe because I've been a few times and had a mm-hmm. great time. Every time I now go back, I have heightened expectations yeah. that I'm going to have a good time. Yeah. And uh, the bands love playing there, which helps elevate it even more. Yeah, I've played
3: there. Um, this will be the third or fourth time I've played there. And um, I play the map room. I play upstairs. And okay. it, it's so packed when, I, I mean, it has been, you know, God, God knows there could be <laughs> nobody there after this, but, uh, um, hey not because of you. <laughs> Thank you, but, um, it's been just wonderful people like on stage with me. I mean, it's just neat, you know, we bounce around a lot, you know, so it's, it's a fun environment and there's just so many cool artists and, you know, you'll, you'll hear songs. You said, I had no idea that guy wrote that or whatever. And there's so many artists that are just bubbling under, you know what I mean? And, um, uh, it's, it's just, Adam has created an environment. The entire crew has created an environment that makes you want to be there and hang out. What does the underwater sunshine refer to? I think it's a reference to one of, uh, counting crows records, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Is, is it all right for me to say that I, I'm not a fan of counting crows? I, no, I, no, no disrespect to counting crows. You know, I grew up with them on the radio,
3: but I was never like a big fan. And then I got to know Adam and, and all the people around this and, it's on my phone right now i mean i do like it right. a lot but uh yeah i mean i was listening to you know the jam and the clash and it was more my
2: style uh, sure. th- those were on the playlist at my first birthday party oh let me, yeah. let me, let me tell you yeah. that was, <laughs> that, that's where the influence came from for both of us then. yeah that's, there you go that, that, that that's, that's for sure <laughs> but it's a great festival and i think and it's free you yeah. know and you're seeing all these amazing
3: bands and you yeah. know the Bowery's just a cool place to hang out and you know everybody's very accessible know all the artists, if there's an artist that you like, they're going to want to hang out and talk. And right.
2: So it's it's Friday night, Friday and, night and Saturday, Saturday. evening, mm-hmm. which is fantastic.
3: Yeah, so I think the first acts are at 6. I, I should know this, but I play at 7.30 Saturday, and I think I'm the second one. Okay. So it makes sense it would be 6 or 6.30. 30
2: yeah, Doors so open early. If you would like to find out more information, uh, because surprisingly... Rick and I don't have all the information <laughs> for it. Um, but if you go to UnderwaterSunshineFest.com, you will be able to see the whole lineup of all the artists that are going to be performing. And uh, there's a great lineup that's oh, going on. Yeah. And, yeah, and no doubt. And all styles. And, and yes, all styles. Yeah, a lot styles of Americana, well. a lot of rock and roll, and, you know, then they got me, you know. <laughs> well,
3: you know, I'm a little edgier than most of the artists that, that, that play it. And uh, and I, I, I think that maybe why I've been invited you know, I don't know just to get everything evened out. Right.
2: Uh, And, and and I don't mean to say this over the quality of the artist, but the best part of it, again, as you mentioned, is that it's free. It is free.
3: No, yeah, yeah, that's right. And I I think the the best part is just the celebration of all these genres of rock based music. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've made some incredible friends. I've, this was called something different a couple of years ago. And this is my third, fourth or fourth time playing this, this group of, uh, organizers, festivals, and um, every time it's just been wonderful. And almost all the artists I've become great
2: friends with,
3: and it's been
2: great. Okay, um let's give people a taste. If we were talking about going back to my roots, our roots, okay. But one of the the roots of the Roden Hour is that it was it started as a as a show with live performances okay. from the studio. Okay. Um, so we, you've brought your guitar. Thank you. I have. Thank you very much. I have. Um, so how about we'll hear from you and I'm then happy to. and then we're going to follow it with something from your backing band who you're going to be playing oh, with. awesome and then i'll give you everybody a little bit of advice regarding skunk okay, mellow i'm dying to know
3: what you're about these guys. i think i have a feeling what it is i'm going to play a song uh this is kind of a ballad but it's kind of an edgy ballad i guess it's called pittsburgh hampton inn it's about a friend of mine's divorce it's not about mine i didn't have one
4: What you said last night Damn near ruined my life For a minute I stepped down
3: It's sad when this happens to friends But this is
4: me It's burn. What you said last night Was simple and clear It should have been said Ages ago So there goes Pittsburgh
2: Alligator Coat by Skunk Mellow, who are actually going to be playing on November third at Rockwood Music Hall, oh, Stage wow. One. I know, uh, which will be a great opportunity to see them because they are always a good time and a yes. good show. And they're going to be playing as your backup band. Yeah, it was really how that came about was really interesting because I normally play with Frank Finaro, uh
3: as my drummer and Sal Meta uh, as my bassist, but uh, Sal's off in Germany uh, playing with the Brandos and uh or the netherlands or somewhere and uh frank's hurt his his elbow and so he's kind of out for a short bit mm-hmm. and so i thought who's the guys that i've played with in new york or done gigs with in new york that could do what i do i thought immediately of johnno the, mm-hmm. the drummer and i and ed of course and what a great backline they've got so here we go all <laughs> right <laughs> we're gonna rehearse
2: tomorrow night and if it just sucks uh i guess it'll be a solo show <laughs> So, so here's my <laughs> advice for you, because now you're going to be getting together with them tomorrow night yeah. uh, in preparation for, for Saturday is, as I said to you over email, do not drink tequila with them. Woo. Well, I'll tell you, I love tequila. Well, yeah, so do they. And I think they might love it <laughs> They're probably <more>. pros. <laughs> they well, are. Ed Cuervo, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in some serious trouble drinking tequila with that guy. Yeah, they, um, on the road an hour at one point, they, they conned me whatever bad tequila they brought when they were my oh. guests. And so then they I, they got me to take a swig of it. And sure enough, why didn't I think of this? They took a picture of me, like, swigging it and having that horrible Rinse. You know, the um, best
3: thing that ever happened to me is I had a friend who was head of logistics for the company that owned Cuervo and he used to bring me these really expensive bottles as gifts. You know, Hey, we got this, This fell off the back of the truck and he'd, he'd drop him by and I got used to drinking tequila like that. And you know, you'd just sip it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you'd have maybe two of them, but you know, you drink that cheap tequila and you mix it or you just do shots and it's like, that kills you. I mean, you become a different
2: person. Yeah, you, you do. You do definitely become uh, a different person. So uh, so Brick is going to be having Skunk Mellow as his backup band on Saturday night at the Bowery Electric, 730, as part of the Underwater Sunshine Festival, which we again want to remind you is Free, totally free and there's some incredibly yeah. amazing bands that are going to be playing and then i think you'll like that so much uh that you'll want to go to rockwood on november 3rd yeah, and go so. see go see the band
3: those guys are so much fun just yeah. to be around we'd always hang out at the bar frank and i would hang out with them uh between shows and they're just cool guys
2: yeah uh so definitely going to add to it so yeah, for sure um so in in talking with with artists on, on other previous shows that you know, people sort of like, okay, they have to go some space somewhere to sort of find that, I don't know, dark space or to be able to write and create. It seems to be a thing with artists. You're, for your latest album, uh-huh. had that dark space come to you. Yeah, it did. And and, and you decided to use it as motivation for Motivate. creativity.
3: That's really it. You know, because, you, you know, when you have cancer or when somebody tells you you have cancer you know, it's like an alien speaking to you. It's like, what does that mean? And that starts to set in to you. And I I started thinking that every idea I was having right now might be my last one. Mm -hmm. And that seems totally unrealistic, but that's how you feel. And so I started writing and writing. And every little idea, I felt like if I didn't write it down, it was, you know, kaput, it'd be gone. And my legacy was going to be, I just uh, withered away on the couch, you know, because that's, you know, you start doing chemo. I never felt sick. I felt medicine sick, Mm -hmm. you know, chemo just knocks you out. And so my whole energy, Oh yeah, I'm going to make this record. And when I'm under chemo, I'm going to be sending out emails to radio and to everybody. And I'm going to be, when I get done, I'm going to come out of there and I'm going to hit the
4: road and everything's
3: going to be great. I tell you, I I played my CD release show and I I couldn't move for like a week after that. So I canceled everything. And this is really my coming up. I played in Boston the other night and you know, it, so it was hard for me, but it was so rewarding. And this
2: is going to be a blast. I, I just saved it all for this. <laughs> and so how did the, so you're talking about like your process became like you were just going to write down every, yeah, every idea. Every idea. Did, did that change from your process from before? Like were, were you a little bit more cavalier about well, getting my, ideas? My, my process before had always been
3: that I would pace and pace and pace because I'd have these, these lines in my head and I would pace for days and I would sit down and regurgitate them. And say it regurgitated 12 songs and, you know, I kept eight, mm-hmm. you know, they do the same process again, kept another five or six. And then I'd find the 10 that, that mattered that, that really was cohesive. Cause normally when you do that, everything's kind of about the same thing. It's like, I think it was Woody Allen that said, uh, we're always constantly making the same movie, you know? And I think we're always mm-hmm. trying to perfect the same idea, even if we come at it from a different way. So I tried to find the ones that perfected the thought that I was having with this particular record. Okay. I was trying to make it not about myself. This is one of the first records mm-hmm. where I tried to put them in characters, and it, you know, really, if you look at it, uh, it's really about me. But none of these songs are about cancer, so. <laughs> but they still have the dark. Oh, they've tinge. got that energy, you know. I, there was absolutely some, yeah, I had some angst going on. <laughs> you know, I had angst in my pants for sure, right? Yeah,
2: right. So then, what about when you went into like record them and that in that process? because this yeah. is album number seven. No, this, for me, this is
3: uh, 10 or 11. Oh, a couple of them aren't available online right now. Okay. But, um, well, you know, I for the first five songs, I, a good friend of mine uh, from Arizona, used to be my drummer, and my former bass player, Mike Adams, uh, they came to my house and uh, my studio in the basement, and uh, we did the first five songs live, and it went really well. And uh, But you know, we were going to record for six or seven days, and after the second day, I was done. I just didn't have it. So the rest of the record was recorded more or less in the hospital. You know, uh, the oncology ward has super quiet rooms because I don't think they want people (laughs) outside hearing you crying and going, oh, my God, I just want to go home. You know, honestly, I'm not being sarcastic about that. I mean, it's a bad place. You know, people feeling bad. So it's pretty a happy place because they're trying to give you what you need. Mm -hmm. So I I was scoring a movie at the time and also trying to finish this record. So I had a studio set up in in the hospital every time I'd go chemo i'd be in there seven days at a time so i'd be recording guitar solos i did vocals in there and you know people would poke their head in and i think maybe even though these are dark songs it brought some sort of solace to people who were in the hospital and it, it made me focus to use every second that i had while i was in there because you know i'm recording i'm sitting over there trying to play a guitar line A guy comes up and gives me a shot in the stomach <laughs> it's <was> like <laughs> because it's the time yeah yeah that's the time is they're just going to come do it and you know that changed that next solo you know for sure i found a lot of energy right out of that and um yeah i'm I'm so lucky that it came down this way you know it it was i don't know i'd probably still be working on had i not been sick you know i just felt had the impetus to go do it
2: you would still be back in your old process still walking around and trying to that's right yeah. just okay let's let's Absolutely. refine this and refine Absolutely. this um so then that that that's interesting then so you you weren't going into like i say regular recording studio you were bringing yeah, the studio bringing the to you to there. um yeah. to then sort of get that sense of urgency yeah. to get it all out yeah. and yeah my studio kind of looks like your studio right here in the hospital this
3: looks like my hospital <laughs> and where
2: did we put the bed
3: <laughs> yeah right well it was a big room that's the yeah. thing oncology suites are big you know because the wife could sleep there or whatever they make them really Nice for you. And uh, actually, one of the people who uh, is one of the producers of the Underwater Sunshine was my tech in the hospital. Wow. Yeah, I I mean, when I arrived at the hospital, there was a David Bowie book they had sent for me. had one of those Bose uh, Bluetooth speakers so I could play music off my phone. They were waiting on me. It was really badass.
2: So, I, I, that's interesting. They, they were waiting on you, and so they they had no problems. I mean, with bringing in all the no, other equipment. No, I think they I think they would do that for anybody,
3: not just for me. You know, it was right. You know, and uh, it was uh, very accommodating because because it is a crappy thing you're going through, and you yeah. can't say you really if you say no, just that the end is near. You know, so if you're if you're willing to put up with being sick from from the medicine. Uh, they're going to let you kind of live your life. You know, people, I had a guy I used to hang out with who would come by every day with two or three guitars, just so I could noodle on these guitars. He'd be buying them off Goodwill's website, these exotic guitars that he'd find. And so we'd sit in there and jam, you know, I had a little amp in there and I, I didn't think about whether it was loud or not. Nobody cared. Right. Yeah. The room was as quiet as this one. So I really don't know how much they heard unless I had the door open. You know, I I was thinking about Put my studio there when I got done because <laughs> I really liked the result. Then, <laughs> do, do you mind me asking your yeah. the prognosis? I now? have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma type B mantle cells, kind of a rare one. Mm-hmm. Um, I was lucky enough to be involved with a, a facility with uh, MD Anderson out of Houston, which is a really good uh, research facility. And my prognosis is right now I'm in remission, and my prognosis is it'll probably come back someday, but you know, they, I think they have a good handle on it if it does come back, you know, so I'm not losing sleep over getting it again. Right. The thing is, if I hadn't had a colonoscopy, hey man, you'll get that damn colonoscopy. Um, I probably wouldn't have known it and I would have gotten really sick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah.
2: just have had, was, my, had mine last yeah. year and, and, yeah. and we're all, we're all good. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, i I know it needs to be needs to be done and, and, okay. yeah That's and the actually the drugs rough. that
3: they give you now for it honestly i'm not trying to be funny about this are just amazing you don't even know what happened you know it's like they give you the medicine you're out and then all of a sudden your wife's standing next to you you know and we're talking and the doctor comes in and says i've never seen that many polyps in my life on somebody I'm like oh great what does that mean and you know they don't call you for two weeks
2: it's like, what's going on <laughs> yeah we I, I won't share any more any of my experiences with it but but you're right yeah. i i was knocked out completely and yeah, then you wake great, up and you're like yeah yeah why are people worried about this it's it the was... night before that's bad yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the part that we don't want on yeah, the radio that's, that's for right. sure that's, that's the right. part we don't want to be yeah. talking about so yeah. is is then is there another is there still the urgency to try and get well like once now that this one's out to go like yeah, well, I'll tell you, it's funny
3: because, you know, like I said, I was so motivated. I, I was lining stuff up. I was going to go all over the world and do this stuff. And um, then all of a sudden, after the CD release show and I, how I felt after that gig, I said, this is kind of anticlimactic, isn't it? You know, uh, I beat cancer, you know, what What more can I do? You know what I mean? It seems kind of silly to do anything. <laughs> and then I was asked to go direct a documentary film in France. And I just it was in late July and I went over there and I started getting my blood pumping again. It started giving me ideas and uh, yeah, I think you'll see as soon as I get done with this, this little run over to the East coast, I'll go home and I'll make another record and there'll be something out probably in February, I would think. Yeah.
2: And, and not like um, that. We're going to play a song about kids. Uh, Not that sort of like, I think the kids sort of have to do it nowadays of that. Like there's the, they have to get something out every couple months yeah. because to keep themselves current, you just sort of have this all bubbling up.
3: Yeah, you well, I grew up
2: out. an LP guy. Yeah. You know,
3: I want there to be some cohesion to the mm-hmm. to the work. But you know, I love the Smiths and and the Jam and how they would put out these singles. To make. I've thought about well, the way the market is today, why don't I just put out a bunch of singles, you know, and then put out one a month, and then next year release them all as a package or
2: something, right? I, it, it, i don't know it is being done who
3: knows who <laughs> knows what works right
2: <laughs> i don't know what works i keep doing the show and still trying yeah. to figure out i what, think what being works. on the road now is what works right yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, I, I think so so l- let's hear it yeah. just seems like it's about the kids i'll tell you what's about afterwards <laughs> and then we're gonna hear from good friend of ours xander michigan and his new release you are listening to the road and hour on radio for you brooklyn Me free by Xander Michigan. His kitchen sink number two was released on October fifth. He is from Detroit, Michigan. He's a winner of eight Detroit Music Awards in the last three years. He's an awesome guy, fun to fun to see live. I like that a lot. All right, so maybe we can get that Detroit Evansville connection going. Yeah, that's closer than New York City. Yeah, yeah. And before that, we heard it. Just seems like it's about the kids. You said there was an alternate title for it. Yeah, I'm it. not going to say what that title was. <laughs> uh, my wife and my friends thought better of it. I'm sure. <laughs> um, that was by our guest this evening, Brick Briscoe, who is in town in Brooklyn playing at the Underwater Sunshine Festival, Saturday night, 7.30 at the Bowery Electric. It is free. Other bands playing. Marcy Playground, Stephen Kellogg, Monks of Doom. Boy Bjorn, Boom Forest, Erica Blinn. If you want to see the entire lineup of artists playing, go to un- underwatersunshinefest dot com and uh, say get out, go support. That's uh, local music. It's good music. It's all sorts of crazy stuff yeah, going on, variety and a huge variety. There'll of, be somebody you like. I mean, there's no doubt of stuff. Um, question for you, so sure. I can so I can tell people about another show next weekend. Okay, cover songs. You play them. Sometimes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what, what, what's the, what's the key that you're thinking about if you're going to add a cover song? to If, I, set if list? I
3: think I can do something with it that says it's from me, you know, I, I can add my little two cents to it. Like I do a water boys cover, uh, a song called trumpets It's a piano song. I do it on guitar. Okay. But you know, it's, uh, not a whole lot. I'll do a John Prine song. People don't expect that. You know, I, I kind of do things that maybe you don't expect. And I'll throw them in there. Instead of trying to recreate it note for note. Oh yeah, I never. I can't. I can't recreate my own songs <laughs> note for note. Well, I, I, I'm I'm so stream of consciousness sure. when I play guitar solos. They're going to be different every time you see me. I'll I'll keep the same words though,
2: so <laughs> That's what people can sing along. Yeah, so, right. well, on the twentieth, um, down the street and around the corner at Cobra Club. Who's presents is doing a big giant cover band extravaganza. Ah. Um, and so all your favorite punk rock bands, yeah. um, Green Day, Black Flag, uh, The Misfits, Minor Threat, L7, Jack Off, Jill. So that's doors at seven shows wow. at 8 p.m. Who's is Tron is a good friend, is involved in putting on Punk Island, one of the that's best awesome. people I know. Um and it's a huge success of a, of a show that's year. That sounds so much fun. <laughs> Just to get out and yeah. yeah, bash your head and do all the rest of it with with all the other songs uh, as they go. Um, question that I that I wanted to to, to ask you. So, sure. it's set list. You've got a whole bunch of of material. Yeah. Is for you at this point? Is it a living organism? Yeah, it's freaky. Um, you know, I, I worked
3: on the set that I'm going to play. Saturday and the one I did in Boston, which are different shows, and uh, I worked on for months. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And coming over here, I changed them. Okay. And so, yeah, it's it's just, gosh, I'd really like to play for Canadian Border Guard again. I haven't played that forever. You know, Mm -hmm. or the song I played first here, I haven't played that song forever. I played it in Boston, and I, unbeknownst to myself, I just said, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I have a set list, but I change it. I, you know you also give and take with the audience this is an audience that likes slower numbers so this is that likes to have the guitars thrown at them you know it's a you know what i mean and i i, I like to think that i can do both of those things mm-hmm. and and keep it
2: interesting and um so i'm happy to do that because i've got both and so when, when did that transition sort of come about in your development as, when as an artist that i could actually play the guitar i mean honestly
3: <laughs> no it, it's true that's how, you know i grew up a punk rocker and i i, I taught myself it, how to play I, I could play the piano before and you know taking a chord looking at the piano and then trying to make it on the guitar mm-hmm. you know took a long time to kind of make that make sense and uh, you know so many guys can just play rings around me but i can play all the notes i need to play <laughs> and and get out what you want to say yeah at the, yeah, at yeah the that's same the time. most important thing is that you know it's not about how good a guitar player i am; it's how good of a performer well then i can get my message and communicate with you no matter not just me anybody i go see you know mm-hmm. you
2: want you want that communication right and that that's what i try to do which makes me think that you, how you present yourself as a performer when you're up on stage is that you're trying to develop a dialogue with yeah, absolutely. the audience it is a dialogue you know i see this golden thread between me
3: and the audience and i try to i don't know where it comes from i think i just imagine it and it i see it tap into somebody you know i'll look at somebody the whole show the worst thing is playing to a room of people, you know, because they're all figuring those songs are about them or something, mm-hmm. you know, or uh, he doesn't think that, you know, I've played this one song about having a cigarette and a beer at, at this big festival and somebody came up to my wife and says, Rick doesn't smoke, does he?" <laughs> <laughs> she says, no, it's just a song.
2: <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's true. Okay. Where should we be sending people to make sure that they can get all the up-to-date information? I
3: think uh, brickbrisco.com is probably the best bet to do it. Uh, my Facebook page is probably more active than that right now. Um, but I,
2: I like uh, my website. I, I send people <laughs> there. And and it directs you to... buy my y- gigs. Y- y- your gigs. And, uh, and to buy my stuff. And to buy your stuff, yeah.
3: which is the important thing Is poor, yeah, starving artists. hope. You hope, you know, but people, I, I'm just thrilled when people hear it. And, you know, I, I'll tell you, you sell, you sell merchandise and records at shows. You you just do, you know, unless I had a big budget for promotion, you know, people just don't do it. You know, the younger people, you know, and I look at the audience, it's you and me, that's Mm -hmm. who's at my gigs, (laughs) you know, our age, sure, you know, 45 and older. And they spend money on stuff. They still want to hold something. Uh, <laughs> yes. They want yeah, something tangible.
2: Which I've uh, learned from talking to, um, how do I put this, guests who are not of our generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the resurgence in cassettes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because cassettes are tangible. And they're cheap to make. They're cheap to make. You get the download card, not mm-hmm. necessarily that you have cassette player at home. Yeah, right. I mean, if you do, the cassette will will function yeah. and you can play it. That's right. Um, but it gives you that opportunity to insert lyrics insert right. other information yeah. and you can walk away with it as 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 something tangible which which I which I get
3: yeah I, i'm i still want cd's or lp i, I just like it
2: yeah uh, that's incredibly dating ourselves i know <laughs> i'm not going to go see this old man play music how am i going to relate to him yeah. man
3: i'll buy a cd i don't know how i'm going to play it you know how many? You know my car doesn't have a CD
2: player. It's aggravating. Yeah, I know. Neither neither, neither desires that. That's for sure. So yeah. that's an unfortunate thing. So we're gonna close out. Yeah, sure. with, with another. It's
3: called Sally sells herself by the seashore, or <laughs> Sally sells her shit by the seashore. Originally,
2: <laughs> however, yeah. however, I think you yeah. play it that way. So that's how I'll play it for you. <laughs> okay, and we're gonna follow it with um, a woman by the name of Lisa Brigantino, oh. who has. Uh, Just released or will be releasing her new album on the 15th. She's got a show on October 18th at Flatbush Jewish Center. Uh, $10 doors are at seven. We're going to hear something that I think all of us. Her song is going to be something that we all need in our lives. It's cookies and whiskey. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, isn't that what all songs should be about? Brick doesn't eat cookies, does he? (laughs) Not at all. Um, Brick. it's been fantastic to have you you here as a a guest. Um, and again, it's Saturday night at the Bowery Electric, seven thirty. And remember, do not drink tequila. Yeah, with, with the guys in Scutwell. Hello. All right, heed <laughs> my advice.
4: Sally sells her shit by the seashore. Holy hell, it makes me want to die. Sally sells her shit by the seashore. You know she can run, but she can't hide, and I don't like it. I don't like it My sister says Sally's a whore That she is going straight to hell Come on, sissy, come on down Because Sally guarantees what she sells And I don't like it I don't like it you don't have to hold me like it by the beach she meets all the tourists while the locals suck off the dollars she spent a fortune on tinted windows by the beach she lives in her car town someday I'm gonna burn up this town someday I'm gonna take her away and someday I'm gonna make a big splash my god it's always it's always some
0: Get by with what you find in store A life that's free of stress, or oh, they can't give you comfort. But time.